Welcome to the Family Goals Podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. My name is Joel and House, and the purpose of this podcast is to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. On this episode, we revisit the importance of having a family mission statement. Before we even get into the conversation, is your family winning or losing on your mission, or are you even in the game? Here's the conversation. So let's talk about this right off the bat. Greystone Church, once again wins the church basketball league championship we we won graystone won that's i know that's the name that's on the team that's I'm, right. I'm no longer on the team but i feel I, like it the re one of the reasons we won is because i'm no longer on the team <laughs> <laughs> we um we've 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 gotten younger we've the, the team's gotten a little bit younger since since we started but no we had some good runs too though don't don't get it twisted like like you can't play. You got you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. <laughs> and uh, I'm just glad we won. I'm just I, glad to send JC three and Spoon and those boys just back home with an L. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was really well. It was I really was, fun. Well, first off, the semifinals. How was Smash? Because I thought they were a really good team. They were great. Their best player, they said, didn't come. Whoever their best player was, but they had a couple guards that could go. Yeah, I mean they were really good. So if they had another one, it would have been tough. But we played great, D. We beat them. We beat them by ten plus. Dude, okay. They can shoot the ball. They can shoot Good. it. They made twenty one yeah. threes against us. They put up over a hundred on us. Yeah. <laughs> and us, that was the other Greystone team. The, there was there was another Greystone well, team too, but well, actually, it was Team Wayne. Team Wayne. It was Wayne's team. Wayne's World Party on. Yeah. Um. But no, they, Smash <laughs> Smash was good. Um. We played really. We played good D, and we shot the ball. We shot the ball well. So. And then the championship. So for for those who don't know, there's this guy named Witherspoon in the league. He's about six eight. Yep. He used to play for the Spurs. If you Google him, he's actually a top fifty shooter in the world for somebody over six nine. What? Yeah. What does that even mean? He's just a great shooter for a big boy, basically. Yeah. He's probably six nine, two fifty. He's how enormous. Ma- how many do you hold him to? Uh you see my black eye, by the way? I do see your black eye. That's I was from gonna him. ask you about that. That's from him. <laughs> no foul, by the way. No Radio, foul. Radio face. No foul. Yeah. I was, oof. Did you have your mouthpiece in? Yes, of course. You know I do. I always wear my mouthpiece. <laughs> I just, ever, ever since I chipped my front tooth, I always wear my mouthpiece. Went up for a layup, got destroyed by him. They didn't call a foul. A lot of bad words came to my mind. A lot of bad words. I was pissed. Did you keep your cool? I didn't Did say a word like- to the ref. I, listen, I've also screwed up and got a technical before plenty of times and not too not too distant past, but I didn't say a word. I just got mad and then uh, hit a couple threes back-to-back and took it out that way instead of saying anything. I wanted to. I had plenty to say. Um, but we took care of business, and we won. Yeah. So. The, key, the key is getting the W. The key is getting the W. And uh, winning, winning the championship. So I'm, I'm proud. You know, Georgia wins the national championship. The Atlanta Braves win the World Series, and, and Grace still wins the church basketball. I think there's a good chance Georgia's going to win the baseball national, the World Series too. Really? I mean, why not? It's just, it's just what we do. It's just title town, baby. <laughs> I mean, come on, <laughs> that just kind of, kind of sounded funny coming out of your mouth. Everything's changing now. Let's go, dude. <laughs> I don't know if that goes for the Hawks and the Falcons, though. Yeah, the, shoot, the Hawks are going to win the play in and beat the one seed, Let's dude. Go. That would be so great. That would be, be so great. Somebody comes up to me Saturday at the egg hunt and 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 makes the joke. They say, "Well, does, does LSU still play football?" <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, this is like a Georgia Tech joke. Like we won the national championship two years ago. Yeah, what, what kind of? It does feel like a long time said ago. That? Though. Uh, it's not important. Tim, Tim Tory. We're not, Joe. Yeah. We're not trying to throw people under the bus. That's not. I important. mean, I'm, I just want to know. I just want to know. <laughs> just saying. 
So I was listening to the the Coach Rick pod cast on the way over here. It was solid. Solid. I mean, he kept turning everything back to Jesus. And I, and I love what he said about the Parkinson's, that this light and momentary troubles. And he's looking forward to glorification, his new body in heaven. And, and everything he kept talking about is so eternally focused. Isn't that Romans, light affliction? Paul talks about light affliction. Well, right? first, first Corinthians, oh. or 2 Corinthians 4. Yeah, excuse me. But no, I mean, we're obviously going to suffer those times. And I think it's important with, with all of us. Like you've, you've been through it. I've been through it. Tough times. Like how do we respond? But God's, yeah. it, we're going to have tough times. We're going to, yeah. we're going to be allowed to face those times. Cause then it's going to forge our faith. 99% of the time you talk to anybody, it's going to forge your faith. And so he's, he's had the heart attack. He's had Parkinson's. He's, he's had coaching failures. Like he's, he's been through a lot, man. There's a mm. lot. You know, listen, in our study, I'm constantly learning from him. So I'm, I'm excited to have him in my life, and I'm excited we got to share a story. Yeah. I, I appreciate you, the way you interviewed him, because you, you kind of pulled some of those stories out of him. You got, I, you got to with Coach a little bit. Coach, is, Coach is a little reserved. Coach, you got you to you jab him some and give him some. But he's, he's, when, he, when he opens up and he gives you the true coach, it's, it's pretty awesome. I don't remember the kid from Florida State that he talked about. Pablo. I don't remember Pablo getting shot. Like that seemed like that yeah. would have probably been in the news and all well, over. All nowadays, over. remember we get access to that stuff so quick and it spreads so fast with social media. Like that's true. So that's a then, long. Yeah, back then it was local reporters, and so I think it was it was definitely a lot different. But yeah, he shared the, the Pablo. I mean, all those stories. Like you again, you remember stories, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've been taught that for a long time. My job, we talk about it all the time. Like humanize, analyze. You know, with the stories and tell people about the person instead of all, the player all the time. And so I think being able to hear those stories, they resonate and they stick with you. Mm-hmm. So, so what you got for today, by the way? So today I'm thinking, you know, we've been talking about wanting to do a book. Yeah. And Family Goals book, John Gordon gave, gave us some, some great encouragement. I thought he already wrote it. He, he kind of mapped it out <laughs> for us, If you listen to the John he? Gordon podcast with us, yeah. he pretty much wrote it for us. So we got the title. He loved the title. He, he thought that was great, Family Goals. And the tagline that you and I came up with was a game plan to win at home. Yep. And so I think that's a, that's a great starting point. And kind of beginning with uh, is your family winning or losing at home? I, I think you like the sports theme, kind of, kind of taking the whole it's, it's sports not, team. It's the sports theme tied in with what that means. With sports – there's there's winners and there's losers and there's a scoreboard like that was the mm-hmm. biggest thing for me is like we need a scoreboard I need something today to compete in to win today like I need I need those small battles that I can go I, I did that I did this today how did that match up so trying to create for y'all some kind of scoreboard where you know like yeah this is I'm succeeding or I'm failing and listen mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not calling you a failure if you miss one time I'm just saying like I think especially guys were mm-hmm. a little hyper competitive, just a smidge. And I know plenty of girls that are too, not just guys, but you know, having that way to track it, having that way to see um, where where we must where we're falling short, where we need to pick it up maybe a little bit. So that's kind of the theme with what we've talked about and, and broken down. Yeah, I was thinking like with the scoreboard, if we could create some type of application action step where you actually have a, a scoreboard and then each family can determine what they want to keep score on. Like, like whatever's important to you and your family may be different than what's important. 100%. Some, so, so, like, we create this scoreboard. But I, I like how you maybe – it's, maybe it's a weekly scoreboard or maybe it's a daily scoreboard, I, you know. 
Daily is better for me than weekly. I know you like the daily. Well, again, if you give me a weekly scoreboard, then I usually later in the week I'm I'm on it. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure, you know, I got the th- Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm going to kill it to make sure I, I caught up and make sure the scoreboard's correct. But, but either way, weekly, daily, um, something like that to to hold you hold you accountable so you see it. Um, this thing you gave me is pretty cool. Like just having something every day to. You know, read to. I, I'm doing a study in Hebrews right now for our our group. We're doing in Hebrews, and it's a daily. You know, day one is today, and you have three or four questions, and then it, you know, obviously goes back to the Old Testament. I was in mm-hmm. Isaiah today, and uh, you're just reading about different things, different studies, and um, so I think it's I think it's good for us to get our brains working every day on on different things and having that, and then you can check it off. And it's not. I know it's not going to decide whether you go to heaven or hell, like whether you'd have your daily reading and getting checked off. But I think you, it becomes, I think a lot of times we go down the road so far and we don't realize that we didn't do things two or three days, four days. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we always, we keep going, we keep going, we get in the rat race and we go we do our job. We go do this. We go, then we go, ah, when was the last time I read my, I don't know. It wasn't that long ago. And then it was three weeks really. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do that. I'll do that. Well, I'll get long stretches of, and and I kind of don't know. I don't know that I missed. And so now you will know that you missed. There is yeah. no, I don't really know when the last time was. No, it was last time you checked the box and last time you wrote this down was, was two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. So I think as far as the application to our book, having a scoreboard, and it, I was just, I kind of, when you, you're sitting there talking, I had kind of had this image of maybe even like a marker board in the <laughs> the kitchen or something. But, something you put on the fridge yeah, or something? Like, yeah, maybe they could adapt it to yeah. to whatever. Um, but I think going back to even asking the question at the very beginning is, are you winning as a family or are you losing as a family? And are you even in the game? I mean, yeah. do you, are you even keeping up with it? Like, Because yeah. I think so many people are just kind of drifting through life and going with the flow and going with the stream. I heard someone say the other day that, you know, even even a dead fish can, <laughs> can drift. Can even go with a, the flow, yeah. Even a dead fish can just like, go with the flow, but, it, but as Christians, as followers of Jesus, as, as people who are wanting to make a difference, we're swimming upstream. I mean, we're going against the grain. We're, we're trying to live our lives. So I think this whole idea of setting goals, you know, you're living your life different than just going with the flow and doing, doing what everybody else is well, doing. And kids, you know, people that are in my age demographic with kids that are growing in middle school and getting in high school, it's also exhausting. I mean, it's, You've, you've had the same talks over and over and over again. So it, do, it gets easier a lot of times to just let them play video games or let them get on their phones or let them have these different things instead of you got to do the work. You got mm-hmm. to put it in. You, and then, you know, people work all day and they're exhausted from their own things. So I, I think I get it. And, and the more kids you have, I've seen people that have more kids. You, you got more things, more, more conversations. It's even more exhausting. So that's why we have two. My wife is like, nah. <laughs> we, she's like, listen, I, I like to be at everything. I don't like to miss. I like X, Y, and Z. I like my schedule. She's like, I'm not built for more kids. Like two kids are perfect. I would love to have two mm-hmm. more, but I'm not winning that battle either, by the you, way. You got one each. So, so let me ask you this. Do y'all like divide and conquer? Do you like, Sometimes. do you go to yeah. go with Leah and she goes with Nicholas or, or do y'all like, or do y'all all stay together? You know, what's interesting when you say that is we had that conversation last night at dinner with a couple of families that have to do that with, within our baseball group. And we were asking them, how do y'all decide who you go with? You know, like, how do you decide which kid you go with to get to spend time? Because, like, when we, came, when we come home from things, a lot of times we just, like, if I was with Leah, then she rides home with Lindsay. 
you know, just to get a little bit of time mm-hmm. with them. So if, if I was with Nicholas, you know, Nicholas will, or if she was with Nicholas and Nicholas will ride home with me. Um, but I coached, I coached basketball. So I coached Leah's basketball, you know, Saturday. And so I was with her all day long. Lindsay came to some of it she could come with to come to, and then we had to go to baseball and then I went to baseball with her. So we had to divide and conquer. It's not ideal. I mean, you wouldn't, I don't, we don't want to do that. We, we don't want to miss anything if we can help it, but we'll have to do that a little bit, just like a lot of families have to do. And, you know, you got to find time. We got to find times, even when we're in different cars, just switch them out when you can and, and get that time with them. But you have to. I feel like y'all are getting, getting way more time with your kids than the average parent is getting with their kids anyway. But it, even, and you're being super strategic with how you spent time with them today. I'm going to ride home with them. We're going to flip flop and, I could definitely see you gravitating towards the basketball. Like who, whoever's more playing fun. basketball, let's go to that. Because baseball is like watching the, watching the grass. Dry. <laughs> it is. You know, you know, it's interesting, though, and this is – we've talked about this a lot. I, I completely agree with what you're saying, but Nicholas, Nicholas loves basketball. Our family loves basketball. Everybody likes watching it. Nicholas looked at me yesterday after his first game, and he goes – Nicholas always takes a while to get into a sport, but especially baseball maybe because it's a little bit slower. But he goes – I love baseball. Hmm. That's what he looked at me and said. He just said, I love my teammates. They've played with the same kids for the last six years in the families. Like, everybody knows each other. Like, we hadn't changed. We don't pick up new kids. We just keep the same kids. Like, sure, you could cut kids, and we'd probably be one of the ones that would have been cut and add better players and go try to do, you know, different kind of things. But we found a bunch of group of, of great Christian families that love their kids and love our kids now, and it's kind of like a family. Um, and he said, after that, he goes, I love that we go play baseball and then we go eat together and we go hang out together. Cause that's what we do. Like literally if we have an hour and a half in between games, just like yesterday, we went, we played our baseball game and then we went and all sat, all sat down together, all eight. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of fun because he noticed that he likes the family. He likes the kids and all of us being together and not, I'm not looking for an atmosphere where we're going to push to be the best. Like I'm not, that's not what's important to us. Like, I don't, I don't care about that. I care about being around great families that have the same mindset as us, great coaches that are going to talk to my kids in mm-hmm. a great, positive way. And we, we were blessed to have, and we we're blessed to find that. But it's just funny. Like, you can, with your kids, they know too. They know when they're in a great atmosphere and a great environment and around great kids. And they, and he loves it. He loves it because of that, not because of the baseball, not because of all that. They don't, I don't think they're going to remember that crap. I think they're going to remember the hotels and the meals and the stuff and the family. They're not mm-hmm. going to remember, Oh, I remember you hit 500 that year. Nobody really care about what you hit. You know, I mean, I, I just think it shows that how important that is and how much they do notice that. Well, they're they're going to want to do what their what their friends are doing. They're going to hang out with their friends. Like when Jolin was little, he was all into baseball because all his buddies played baseball. I was trying to get him into tennis because I was kind of looking at the future. You like tennis? <laughs> I like tennis. We're more built for tennis. All American <laughs> in tennis, by the way. That is that is true. All American. NCAA All American. Crazy. And, uh, and this is back before they gave out all Americans like it was Tic Tacs. I mean, you you earned it. You were like a big deal, bro. Well, you had you had to um, make it in the top sixteen in, at the national tournament for yep. sing, for singles, and then the top eight for doubles. So I, I was all American singles and doubles. Boom. So lost in the championship. Yep. But we're, we're we're about to have a pickleball rematch with me and Joe when against you and Wojak. And so Wojak, <laughs> he doesn't have any. Can you you have a mic? Yeah, I got okay. a mic. 
Wojak, what's your what did you were you an all American in tennis? Oh no, never played pickleball <laughs> in my life, and that's why this conversation I'm I'm quiet. I don't talk trash because. I'm Joe, and you go, played tennis, I wouldn't right? talk trash if I were you either. I'm Joe, not. It's, about, tennis. it's about not. to go down. I so, wish I would have bought the video cameras today for this for this pickleball <laughs> well, we match. Got, we got to get. We, we can break out the video cameras <laughs> but, for pickleball. Hold on, That's we, have to, I'm we have to give context to this Please conversation. Break it down. You know, Mister All American over here with tennis, and then Jolyn who plays you know tennis, and they kind of laughed at me and Woj. I right. would say well, it was it was a little especially at me, especially at me. We got laughed at a little bit, and then. Boom! It happened. They got dominated in pickleball. Me and me and Woj won two out of three. Two out of three. Yep. yep. I wouldn't call it dominated. The I mean, second game we skunked, skunked y'all. The second game. The second game. But we won two out of three. Though, We've never so. even played pickleball in our lives. So no. now that I've played once, I think I, I'm going to dominate. Have you ever played pickleball? Not in my life. Okay. All right. Anyways, <laughs> where are we at? Anyway, let's right. get back to family goals. Professional athlete just training pickleball yeah. all the time. So, okay. so, yeah. so I want to go back real quick about: Are you winning or losing? Right now, like I, ooh, so my daughter Kylan's 12 years old. She just got done doing um, this big play. It was four shows this weekend going. It was it was nuts, you know, before and after school. And so life right now just seems a little on the crazy side. So our, our, our the other question was, are you even in the game? So how how could we take a look at ourselves and determine that? What, what are some things that we could take a look at and be like, all right, hey, I'm winning, I'm losing, or wait a minute, I'm not even in the game, you know? So, um, I like that. Yeah. So, like, That's a good question. I think it really depends on each family. And I right. think it goes back to even the bigger question of what is your mission as a family? And are you fulfilling your mission? And then you were mentioned earlier, like, your family, y'all love basketball. Yeah. Like, and I don't know, you know, baseball's up for debate. But one of the things, you know, we talk about with our family, the Howes family, there's certain characteristics about the Howes family that, that you identify as, you know, of course, we love Jesus. We want to see people come to know Christ. We want to make disciples. We play tennis. Yeah. We like the beach. You know, there, there's certain, I think it's important for families to identify, what is your identity? You know, who are you? So your kids know who you are and what your name means. There's there's something to a name too. Like when people when people hear that Pollock name, what do they think? Yeah. What or what do you want them to think? Same with Hal, same with Wojak. So I think it goes back to, you know, who are who are you as a family? And what's the most important thing for your family? And what's the most important and thing? I, and for I think that's <clears throat> I think that's something that I I, I don't think people know. Mm-hmm. I don't think people know like What's the most important thing? How do I accomplish that a lot of times? I think we're all, you know, we read books about parenting, then you have a baby, and it's like, whoa. And then you get going, you get going, and then you start certain things, and you're kind of learning as you go. But, you know, if, 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 if the most important thing in your life is raising great adults, like that's got to be a priority. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about raising great adults. We're talking about raising great kids that become adults. We're not trying to navigate through certain things and be popular and and make the right decisions for now all the time. We're trying to make the right decisions for the future. I mean, that's that's the that's got to be the yeah, goal long term. It's it's like your kids and what they're going through now obviously is it's all for the future. It's all for being great adults and being able to handle certain things. So I think that that's got to be a part of the the formula is when what do you want your kid to look like when they're 30? You know, maybe that's the the long term is when you're 20 something, when your kid's 20 something years old. And, I, and I've told on the pod before, but I asked Nicholas, 
before I put him in bed. You know, if I could give you anything when you're 24 years old, I could give you any job, anything in the world. What do you think I want? I would want to give you. You know, like that's the that's the that's the question. Do your kids know that? Mm-hmm. Like, are those the goals that you're striving for? To you know, one of the things I say to my kids all the kind or all the time is kindness is free. Give it away. Give it away today. Like you got an abundant supply. You can keep giving it away. But I think finding those out with your spouse, finding those out with your kid, it's going to take a little bit of work, right? Like that's, but what do you want to be, what do you want to be known for? What are the most important things? What are the, and again, with Nicholas, when I did the family goals thing and I sat down with him, it was, what are your spiritual goals? What are your academic goals? What are your sports goals? What are your friends goals? You know, and then started asking specific questions in those realms. Like, okay, well, and, and, and it was simple. It was praying before meals. It was uh, doing a daily devotional. You know, for, for school, it was, you know, getting straight A's. It was a number. You know, for, for basketball, for football, it was certain things. For friends, it was like picking wise friends. You know, asking what does a wise friend look like? Like, those are the conversations. Mm. I mean, that's a simple question to ask your kid. What's a wise friend? Who is your, who's one of your friends that no matter what you say, what you do, like, they got your back. Not they're going to make fun of you. Not they're going to do X. They're going to do Y. Like, they, got, they, they lead you in the right direction or they have positivity to say, not you're an idiot. Like, that was stupid. That was dumb. You know? So, I think those kind of. Those are incredible things to be talking about as a middle school kid. Because I think most people aren't thinking about those things. Let's talk. There's a couple of things we talked about. One is mission. The other is what do you want your child to be like when he or she's 30 years old? So let's first, what, what would be some examples of mission Ooh, yeah. like for families, like so, like a family mission yeah, so statement? John Gordon, obviously working at Greystone, we've always do the one word a year, you know. But after that John Gordon podcast, it was like, all right, when we wake up, the Wojaks, my girls, I have a 12 and 10-year-old, what's their mission? And it's Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as you're doing it for the Lord and not for man. So, like, no matter what we do, whether that's soccer, whether that's play, whether that's anything, school, school church, serving, Kylan serves, both services like Kylan, Charlie, whatever we do, running club, we're going to do it to honor Jesus. So that is our mission. That's, all, that's is, incredible. I love that one. Is, I love it. Is, so, like, as we're going to practices, as we're praying to bed, Colossians 3.23, you know, like, Kylan was, was running with her, uh, with her soccer um, team one, one day, and I think they were doing, like, a two-mile run, and she was just like, all right, she was, she was starting to, to, to get tired, and that verse just popped in, and I was like, and, and you know, she just kind of dug in deeper, and I was like, babe. That's so, it. So your kids know that's your mission. Yeah, but like that is our that, mission. That's the Wojak mission. And and the girls hate it, but once a week, we just circle back with that mission. And they have their word for the year, and we just constantly, as we're going to practice, going to school, we're constantly planting the seed just, over hey, and over Kylan, and over what's your oh, focus? All right, so focus. Charlie's confidence, fantastic. Lori's is, is joy, you know. So it's just like, all right. You know, constantly throughout the busyness of going to play practice and pra- like we're we're interceding. Hey, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're doing. Just reminding them. And of course, they're rolling their eyes. They're like, "Dad, we know it." But it's just like Jesus. Twenty years down the road, let them just remember this. Yeah. You know? So your your family has a mission. So like y'all are in yeah. the game. So right. for a family or someone listening that doesn't have a mission, it's like you're not in the game. 
Right. It's like you're just drifting. So how can you get in the game? Yeah. I think you probably, and I would include the kids in this if the kids are old enough, yeah. but maybe having a family meeting and even having a brainstorm session, like, hey, what is our mission? What is, but, but, I think, what is, but I think we need to, we need to give specific guidelines of what it looks like to have a family meeting and sit down and what questions to ask. Like, yeah. write yeah. down five questions. Get the family together. Hey, like, we're doing this meeting because we want to discuss the Pollocks, the house, what mm-hmm. we are, who we are, what we're about. Like, it's going to be lame. You're going to roll your eyes. And they're going to talk back. And yeah. your wife or your husband, your it's, kids are like, Dad, this is dumb. This is stupid. But I challenge you just to push through that. Yeah. Because doing it for the past couple months it's incredible. It really, oh man! It when is, I love too how y'all incredible. have a verse that goes with the. That's what the that's mission. what I need for. I, I, I was you just know. thinking I, we don't have that as a family, yeah. And I, I want that. Like yeah. I, I want. I'm, I'm jealous. Like this is this is our family verse. This yeah. is our this. But, is and the, we say that yeah. I, I say yeah. that verse all the time. Yeah. Because why we work hard. And right. Yeah. That's it. I said that. That's a that's a great. That definitely struck. I think about running the race with persistence, and because one of the things we always talk about with. You know, Pollux, we have, we're, I just started coming up with peas that okay, came, yeah, this, there you go, nice. came the same, you know, yeah, just yeah. in the same vein. But, um, God, I was thinking about, like, it's, it's interesting. We need a list for people. We need, we need, we need, we need to have, we need to formulate how we would do it for us to sit down and, and what it looks like for them so they can sit down and ask easy questions and figure out what's the most important thing for them. And then again, we have to guide and instruct, I think. Like, it's our job to, pray for discernment. It's our job to pray about it probably and, and say, what, what are we going to do? Like, what is this? What is what, in the end result? What are we going to stand for? What are we going to be? Not, um, not just go, Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Like think yeah. about it. Show them some patience. As and, the leader of the family, the spiritual leader of the family, you want to have pretty much have it all mapped out ahead of time. Probably and, with but, nudges and yeah, nudges and then and, helping them. Correct. You kind of, but don't tell them. Yeah. It doesn't work when you tell right, them. Right. I've learned, I've screwed that up enough. You've got to have some ownership in it. Mm-hmm. I've screwed that up. I, I think I've preached this before, but when I, Jennifer and I first got married, I, I gave her the, the J House family family values. Yep. Jesus first. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, those are your values, yep, but those, those are mine. our values. And yep. so I think coming up with them together is a very good thing. That's a, that's a great example. What, what would be another example of missions, mission statements for families? I mean, so for the parents that are listening, like, what gets you excited? Like, when you personally wake up in the morning, like, what comes to your mind? Obviously, serving, that's just that's just who I am, but then that's just, you know, hopefully that's what the girls see, you know. So, um, you know. Well, and if you, if you, I got, I got 13 and 11-year-old. If you ask that question, you're not going to get a response. They don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. It's got to be deep. It's got to be. It's got to be asking questions. But then, like, um, for example, with Leah, like I asked her, what was I asking her about? I was like, what's uh, you know? I was asking her about a sport she wanted to play in the fall. Like, what do you want to play? And I had to go. What do you like about? Because she's just deciding between two sports. Okay, let's do a pros and cons. She's like, what does that mean? It's <laughs> like, okay, pros for softball. Mm-hmm. What do you like about softball? Teammates, et cetera, Blah blah blah. Like good things. Cons. What don't you necessarily love about softball? Like, we got to kind of walk them through that. You know what I'm saying? Like, because if you just go, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna write down some family goals. It's gonna be like that cricket. A hundred percent. Like, like spiritual goals and what what you know what's what's important to you. What what do you want to give? How do you how do you want to show thanks more? I think we'll have to 
I definitely think we'll have to walk them through it and maybe ask more questions and be ready to ask questions and keep asking and asking and ask maybe in different ways, maybe smaller things, maybe bigger things, but I don't think they're going to go, oh, yeah, got my goal. That's, I, I want to do this. we, we got to kind of help them, I think. Yeah, and I think getting back to the mission, a lot of our mission in life has to do with our experiences, God's call, like what has God called us to do? What has he gifted us to do? What do we, as Wojak said, what are, we, what are we passionate about? And so, like, for me, I didn't grow up going to church. So I have a passion for the unchurched people, and I have a passion for evangelism. I have the gift of evangelism, so I want to see people come to know Christ. I want to see people baptized. And so I think as the, the leader of the family, I'm naturally going to lead my family to the things that I'm most passionate about. But I think trying to be open to, like, like you were saying with, with Lori, yeah. or with our wife, with yeah. our spouse, with yeah. our kids, like all doing it together. But a lot of it is driven by our own. I mean, your kids are probably things that you're passionate about, things that you love. Like your kids probably love the University of Georgia. Because you love the University of Georgia, and that's that's the hard part about that's the hard part about parenting and where I'm at right now and what I'm trying to figure out is I don't want them to just be passionate about the things I'm passionate about. I want them to develop their own things that they love. I, I don't want my kids to love sports because I love sports. I don't want my kids to play sports because I play sports. Like I don't. That's not what I want. I, I don't. I don't care about that. Like that's a. It's a hard thing because I think. Naturally, I think your kids see your excitement and your kids see your joy when you do certain things. And I think it feeds their fire and it fans their flame. If we do that about spiritual things in the Bible and Bible studies, it'll also fan, fan their flame. Like we can kind of, we kind of have the power right now. Like mine, mine are still in middle school and, you know, I, I don't think much longer. And I don't know about Lee anyway. She's a pain in the butt right now. But, um, I mean, I just think that, like, what you're seeing right now is they're, they're, they're kind of passionate about our things, and they're going to soon transition. You've probably already seen that. I mean, they're going to soon transition into their, to their own things. But we have, especially when they're little, I mean, you kind of, you have the reins a little bit more of controlling what they're doing and what they're passionate about, what's important. So, you know, use those wisely. Use those smartly because, I mean, I, I'm, I, our baseball team, and this is a great, this is just a great thing to hear, I think. All these kids grew up playing baseball together. The older brothers, like the older brothers of our baseball team. And they all play for a certain school, and I'm not going to name the school, but they all play for a certain school. And they've gotten now to be seniors in high school. All played, all growing up, went to all these travel ball tournaments from tiny. They still go to the same school. And now three, four, three or four of them have quit because they're not getting this. And I, and I talked to one of the moms, and She's like, it just shows you, like, we put so much time and energy and effort into this, and it really doesn't matter. I mean, think about it. We're going to put so much time. In, I put so much energy and time into coaching Nicholas in football and basketball and baseball. The chances of him playing those three sports in high school are very slim. Like, my neighbor, one of them already lost two of the three sports that I've grown up coaching him play. All those, I mean, you're talking about – I put years, not days, not months, years into coaching that. Like years. So what's important? Like what's really important to your family? Because that crap's going to go away. The cleats, the shoes, they're going to hang up. All of them are going to hang up. Like, and probably sooner than you want as a dad, as a mom. But how are we building stuff that 
last, building a relationship with our kids where we're playing games in the house, where we're having fun. We're doing things that we're building a bond, a strong bond that lasts when they're an adult, when they, tr- they trust us when they're older. We're talking about certain things. And I, I love what it was either you or Brian said a couple weeks ago. I think it might have been you, but talked about Bible studies and what Bible study or we didn't really have. A, I think it was you. We didn't really have a Bible study. We would just find those opportunities to fit in Bible studies with our family. Was that you that said that? Mm-hmm. Well, Brian talked about building the fire. Yeah, that's the right. But, but you talked about. I wanted to bring that up too. But yeah, I love that. So, yeah. so last night was a was an unbelievable opportunity. It was purposeful. It was in my head. I was waiting for the time, waiting for the time. We all sat down. We got home from baseball. We were done with basketball. We got home and we're sitting down. And I was like, "Hey guys, did y'all know this?" And, and I, I said, "I said, do you know that religion, religious, is mentioned in the Bible once?" Did you know that? Mm-mm. I think it's only mentioned in the Bible in James one time. Religion, like yeah, and he talks about James one twenty seven. Yeah, true religion. But like I was like, that's not something that's talked about a lot. I was like, we have Jesus. I was like, the difference, and I was just saying the difference in our religion and everybody else's religion. I said is Jesus. We have Jesus, and I was like, how powerful is it that? Like I said, Peter denied him three times. I said the disciples. You look at them; they had doubts, they had fears. I was like, but what made the difference? The resurrection made the difference. Jesus came back and showed himself to them. Like seeing, they saw that. They believed that. They be, and then they were willing to die the most excruciating deaths in the world when all they had to do was just say, nah, bro, I'm not with him. Like I said, what do you think changed with Peter? Like, he saw him. He saw the scars. He saw Jesus' resurrection. So again, finding a time to, it was a Bible study. Well, Brian, Brian mentioned teachable moments. Yeah. And that's what you did. You took this, it was a teachable moment. And you pushed him, but I planned it yeah. in my head. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I knew I wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, so we have to have a plan. Like, but if we have that plan in our head, we're we're, we're going to do a Bible study once a week. Like once a week, we're going to do a Bible study. I'm not saying you got to sit down. Hey, kids, get your Bibles out. Turn to Proverbs. Like we, we don't have to do that. But have something that you grow that you want to teach from a biblical perspective that you want them to get. You know, you want them to mm-hmm. really understand and learn because. Though they will be, if we, if we prepare our kids for, we can't prepare them for every circumstance, but if we get them ready for, and we give them a arm them, you know, before they're, before they have that conversation or they have those things, I think less doubt creeps in and more strength. You know, they're more empowered with the word. Oh I've, yeah. I've heard about that, but, but Jesus is the difference. The mm, resurrection yeah. is the difference, yeah. you know? I mean, but I think we just, I think we have to plan them, and then if we have a scoreboard and we have somebody talk, like we have a book that's saying, hey, plan this this yeah. week, I think we're more inclined to, yeah. it's a challenge. And when we get challenged, I don't know about y'all, like you get challenged, it's like, right, like don't tell me I can't do that. Right, yeah. and, and I think it's being proactive, and it's not this holy moment down at the dinner table, everybody. It's like I found um, in the car, it's the best time to talk, to have. Mm-hmm. They can't these- go anywhere. <laughs> these opportunities they don't have anything around so like all right i got this drive with my girls all right what scripture what am i going to talk about what's going on how can i point them towards jesus you know so it's 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 looking at at your life at your family and realizing all right what does god want for my family it's going to be way different just with the three families here each one's different so i want to challenge y'all that are out there like when you wake up in the morning what is your family striving towards um and so hopefully through this podcast you you know you have gotten little tidbits and stuff but um that's that's the biggest thing is 
what is your family mission? So when you're stressed out, when you are walking through this valley of the shadow of death and you don't know what to go, that mission is going to help guide and direct your family. Thank you for listening to this week's Family Goals podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. The big takeaway for me is being on mission. What is you and your family's mission statement? What do y'all stand for? So if you have one, are you living that out day by day? And if you don't, this is your application from this podcast. Because if you don't have a mission statement and a game plan for your life, you aren't even in the game. Thank you again for listening to the Family Goals podcast, and we'll catch you next week.